The third Thursday of August has arrived and is the current timestamp for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that is not afraid to be a little square, mostly because this is technically an inanimate object that is incapable of any emotions. I, on the other hand, am Sean Tubbs, the host of this program, and passionate about bringing you information as often as I can about the greater Charlottesville area. And today is August 19th, 2021. On today's show, the Charlottesville City Council approves a rezoning and pursues a collective bargaining ordinance. Albemarle County is getting over a half a million dollars to pay for two electric school buses. Frank Friedman is stepping down as the president of the Piedmont, Virginia Community College. And also in Albemarle, the reopening of an emergency financial assistance pool of funding. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, with the summer heat in full swing, your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, wants you and yours to keep cool. LEAP offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If you're age 60 or older, or have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. This morning, the Virginia Department of Health reports 2,764 new cases of COVID, and the percent positivity rises to 8.8%. The percentage of adult Virginians is 66.4%, and the seven-day average for vaccines administered is 14,676. Albemarle County has announced the relaunch of an emergency financial assistance program for community members. These funds can be applied to mortgage, rent, or utility payments. If you or someone you know are eligible, you can call one of two hotlines to leave a message. A press release mentions it may take up to three weeks to get a response. Applicants will have to demonstrate their loss of income. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors allocated $800,000 in American Rescue Plan Act funds for this purpose. The numbers to call are 434-326-0950 for English speakers and 434-373-0930 for Spanish speakers. This new round of funding is in addition to $2 million allocated in a previous round of federal COVID relief. Frank Friedman will retire as president of Piedmont Virginia Community College when the upcoming academic year ends next May. Friedman has been the president of PVCC since 1999 and is the fifth person to lead the institution since it was established in 1972. In a statement, Friedman said it has been an honor and a privilege to serve, and he is proud of the 23 years he's been president in which over 150,000 students have received what he said, an accessible, affordable, high-quality education at PVCC. Since 1999, PVCC has acquired the former Monticello Visitor Center and converted it into the Stoltz Center for Business and Career Development for WorkSource Services. They've also launched a satellite space in Standardsville, the Ix Building, and the Jefferson School City Center. PVCC will launch a national search to find Friedman's successor. Albemarle County will receive $530,000 from the state government to purchase two electric school buses. 
The funding comes from an environmental mitigation trust set up when the firm Volkswagen was caught lying about the ability of some of its engines to provide low emissions. Albemarle's $530,000 is part of a $10.5 million payout from the trust fund to replace 83 diesel school buses across Virginia. In all, the Virginia Department of Environmental Quality administers over $93 million in the trust. Here's a statement on the DEQ's website. The trust is the result of settlements resolving allegations that Volkswagen violated the Clean Air Act through the use of emission testing defeat devices designed to cheat on federal emissions tests. Volkswagen sold more than 500,000 excessively polluting vehicles in the U.S. Elsewhere in our area, Augusta County will receive $523,198 for two buses and Culpeper County will receive $530,000. The City of Charlottesville and the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission are seeking comment on a year-end report documenting how one pot of federal funds has been spent. The Consolidated Annual Performance and Evaluation Report, or CAPER, tracks where home funds and certain community development block grants are allocated, who gets the funding, and what housing units are either created or rehabilitated. Here's a section of the CAPER. For program year 20, completed home projects included two first-time home buyer assistance projects, development of two new rental units, and 12 homeowner rehabilitation projects, for a total of 16 units. For CDBG projects, the city worked with subrecipients to implement public service and economic development projects. For all of the details, take a look at the document. The TJPDC will have a public hearing on September 2nd at 7 p.m., and Charlottesville City Council will hold their public hearing on the CAPER on September 20th. You can also submit written comments. Details are in the public advertisement that you can see in the Daily Progress. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and time again for another public service announcement supported by readers and listeners. Do you ever look at a tree and wonder what kind it is? In September, the Charlottesville area tree stewards will hold several identification walks in city parks for people who want to know more about the bark, leaves, and the flowers of our wooden neighbors. These walks are free, but you'll have to register because groups are limited to 16. These are September 5th at 11 a.m. at Penn Park, September 11th at 11 a.m. at the Botanical Garden of the Piedmont, and September 24th at 11 a.m. at the University of Virginia. You can learn more at charlottesvilleareatreestewards.org. Time now to catch up with the City Council meeting from Monday, August 16th. One item on the consent agenda was City Council's approval of a tax refund plus interest totaling over $63,000 to a nonprofit entity who had been charged after demonstrating they were exempt. Charlottesville Commissioner of Revenue Todd Divers said the identity of the group is protected from being revealed. This was not our fault. Um, this taxpayer had been paying this um, license tax for years since before I was elected. Um, the question of their 
exemption. Um, I mean, it was a tough call. Um, we consulted with the tax commissioner in Richmond. We consulted with the attorney general's office. Divers said in both cases, the state agencies advised him to make the exemption. Council took a final action on a rezoning and special use permit for an eight-unit apartment building at 1206 Carlton Avenue in Belmont. Here's city planner Matt Alfaley. The uh, applicant at 1206 Carlton Avenue is requesting a rezoning from R2 multifamily residential to R3 uh, medium density residential with no proffers. No changes had been made to the application since council's discussion on August 2nd. Nearby resident Charles Neer pleaded with council to deny the special use permit for additional density because he said eight units is too dense and the eight parking spaces to be provided would not be enough. If people have one car, then that means that somebody's going to be driving around every night looking for a parking place. And guess what? There's going to be more than one car. There's going to be a bunch of cars driving around. Near suggested council approve the rezoning, which would have allowed five units. Council voted four to one for the rezoning and three to two on the special use permit, with Mayor Nakaya Walker voting against both and Councilor Heather Hill voting against the increased density. At the end of the meeting, council took a vote to direct the city manager to pursue an ordinance to allow city employees to pursue entities to allow them to engage in collective bargaining. That's not been possible until action by the General Assembly last year. At the public comment period earlier in the meeting, bus driver Mary Pettis urged council to proceed. And I've driven the bus for 35 years in the city of Charlottesville. And I'm here to ask that y'all allow us to have a union because I feel that it'll help us, help us get more things that we need. I personally had to move from Charlottesville to Waynesboro because I couldn't afford to live in Charlottesville. I have three jobs because I don't make enough money just driving the bus. Earlier this summer, council approved a $2,400 bonus for new and existing school bus and transit bus drivers using funding from the American Rescue Plan Act. City Manager Chip Boyles said the city of Alexandria and Loudoun County have begun to implement collective bargaining. Both governing bodies studied the topic over a course of several months, put together financial proposals, and used outside consultants in developing an implementation plan. For some perspective, Loudoun County has a fiscal year 22 budget of $3.3 billion, based on a tax rate of $0.98 cents per $100 of assessed property. City of Alexandria has a budget of $770.7 million. That's based on a tax rate of $1.1 per hundred of assessed property. According to the U.S. Census, Loudoun has a 2020 population of almost 421,000, and Alexandria's population is 159,467. So far, Charlottesville has not done the work on implementation of an ordinance, but at least one group of city employees have requested the ability to enter into collective bargaining. On March 6, 2021, Charlottesville Fire Department notified City Council that a majority of its members within, within the department desired that the City Council should, should adopt such an ordinance 
to provide rules for the city employees to engage in collective bargaining with the city. Boyles recommended council deny an ordinance that's been offered by employees of the fire department, but to move forward with study of how one might be crafted, as well as a review of possible budget implications. In the case of Loudoun County, their current budget includes $300,000 for eight new positions to oversee the collective bargaining process. This is an issue not studied or addressed within the current FY22 city budget. I would research administration and support cost estimates for consideration for your FY23 budget development process. Council voted unanimously to approve Boyle's recommendation to proceed with a study of a collective bargaining ordinance. Charlottesville is currently without a human resources director. The HR director position closed on Friday, so we'll be beginning that process this week of, of starting to narrow that down, and um, hopefully we will, we will have a director in shortly. This week marks the six-month anniversary of Boyles as city manager. In that time, two deputy city manager positions have been filled, as have the positions of city attorney and neighborhood development services. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thanks again for sticking around to the end, where, of course, I thank you. And I, you guys know what I'm going to do, right? Let's see. What are we going to do? Oh, wait. You can't. I can't hear you. Uh, silly. I was kind of silly there. But what I thought you might have said was that Ting will match any of your subscription amounts. So if you're paying $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year, you will get that um, You will get that match, or I'll get that match, and you will get the programming in return. That's how this works. Uh, this is what I do full-time. Research into all of this information is what I do now, and Substack is one of the ways that you can help provide me the revenue in order to keep doing it. This, as as I said at the top of the show, is something I'm very passionate about. And, uh, you know, I am kind of square, and I know that. I really do know that focusing on these details might not seem uh, as if it's important, but of course, um, I see how a lot of these different pieces fit together. All the square pegs and the round holes or whatever you want to say. It's like that game Perfection. Anybody remember that game Perfection with the pieces? You know, my job is to slow down time a little bit so we can all see how they fit together so nothing goes pop. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Thanks again. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Stay safe.